0: Hello and happy Friday everyone. Welcome back to another episode. If you're new here, welcome. And if you're not new here and you're coming from a n- different episode, I am so, so happy that you're here. Today we have another special guest. We have my friend Kayla whom I met over the pandemic. I know, wild, right? Um Kayla is from South Africa and came to the United States for the first time as an au pair or nanny. This was obviously going to be a huge culture shock and undertaking, and her story is absolutely amazing, inspiring, and hilarious. Um, I I just, I'm so glad that she's here. I'm glad that she was able to sit down with me. If you're thinking of being in au pair, I think this is a wonderful conversation to listen to, just so you know what could happen and the things that you should look out for. So I won't keep you too long. Without further ado, we're going to be hearing from Kayla in just a minute. My name is Janaya Alexandre, and this is Culture Shock. Okay. Yeah, we're going to start over. Okay. We'll get to that. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, first and foremost, how are you? I'm fine. Thank you. <laughs> it's great i am just glad we're finally not having any technical difficulties yeah if we re record one more time i might have to cry i might yeah no it's a lot Um, of editing on your part don't even get me started okay (laughs) so first and foremost remind me how you came to the united states to be an au pair because you're originally from south africa
1: yes this was your first
0: time in the united states right
1: yeah it was my first time ever traveling even outside of the country so oh, wow. <laughs> I was like 19 years old, about to, or not even 19, I was 18 years old, about to um, graduate high school. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I want to go to Holland because mm-hmm. I have family that's from Holland and I really wanted to go au pair there. Mm-hmm. But then I went to the agency for an interview and um, the lady was like, Nob- nobody's going to want you in Holland because you are too young and you don't have enough experience for them to a- – to actually want you to open in that country, because pairs yeah. who go to Holland tend to be older. So she was like, "I will suggest going to America because they literally do not care. <laughs> they care. I mean, it's true, we don't. They care that you have a little bit of experience, but you don't need to have that much experience. It's more like a cultural exchange, I guess, for them. Or well, I'm not sure. They just like it want somebody to take like it. Yeah. They just want somebody to be able to come and like take care of their children. I guess. I don't really know." the reason behind wanting younger people. Um, so I was like, okay, I will I guess I'll go because I don't have anything else planned. Um, I don't have anything planned to study or anything like that. So I was like, you know what, I guess I'll go. I'll save money to come back and study and that never happened. I end up, ended up using that money to buy a car and now I'm working.
0: Ooh.
1: Ooh. I'm work- <laughs> I ended up coming back and just like, being an op again. Oh wow! And now That's... I'm planning on leaving again.
0: This time they're gonna let you go to Holland, do you think? Uh
1: well, they haven't said anything yet. They they did tell me there's not a lot of um families at the moment because uh, Holland is such a tiny country. Um, so they don't have a lot of families compared to like America who are wanting op. So it might take a while for me to go, but hopefully. By middle of this year, I'll be able to go.
0: Well, if you don't get to go to Holland, which I hope you do, because I'd love to visit you in Holland, come back to Florida. Uh, So so that way I can show you the (laughs) I-4.
1: Please. Um, I was actually thinking about going back after Holland because I was just like... I just don't want to just stay here in my tiny town and I have no prospects of moving somewhere else in the country at the moment. So I'm like, I might as well just, you know,
0: go again. Yeah, man, we could go to Disney or Universal because, like, that's a big debate. People are kind of, like, pro-Disney. Other people are Um, pro-Universal. I'm going to have
1: to say I'm pro-Universal because I've been to both, but I haven't been to both parks at Universal. I was only at the one side. The side, I was at the side of the transformer um ride that was pretty cool i was like holy shit can i swear yes (laughs) (laughs) i was like holy shit (laughs) like these things are 3d like when it goes like this and you're falling down this building i'm like i feel like i'm falling down this building like compared to rides in south africa like it's amazing but i was only at one part like the one park and not the other one with the the other one has more rides, right? Um, in Universal or in Disney? In Universal. I'm not sure because
0: I went to Universal only two times. Mm-hmm. And um, fun fact, every single time, I don't like Universal because their roller coasters literally give me a whiplash. Like, oh, yeah. Can, okay. like, really bad. So, Disney's are usually pretty tame except for the one that they drop you like an elevator can't do it. Oh, um, I want to go on that yeah. one
1: so bad. I've gone on <laughs> that
0: ride 3 times and all 3 times I have gotten irritable bowel syndrome. So, I I I it's okay. Um, but like Universal, I'm pretty sure ha- the one you're talking about with the most rides is the one where they have like the Harry Potter and they have Yeah, I think whole, it's that know, one. Superhero stuff because the other one I think is a water park. I could I be know, wrong. Yeah. But um you have to go back then. And then you and there are so many things in the United States that you didn't get to see. So I think you said yeah. you went to New York. I was time. in New
1: York for a week. And in then, the city or did you get to like go in out in the and, city? Like, I literally okay. we were staying in the YMCA across from Central Park, so it was pretty oh. close to everything. That was very yeah. nice. Yeah. In the in the winter I wasn't prepared oh, for a New York winter it was it was so yeah, cold. It, it could
0: get a little bit brutal. I mean, you know, New York New York borders Canada. And yeah. Canada's winters are very, very rough. And Canada always makes sure to send their winters over to the mm-hmm. United States side for a little hello. No, it, it was so, so nice. cold.
1: <laughs> yeah, I it was, was so literally nice. left to share with us. We went on those red buses. They um they take you through the city. And I was right. sitting on top and at some point I was like, I can't sit here anymore. I need to go down. Cause everybody was mm. like, bring warm clothes. But like my yeah. my idea of warm clothes is not what I brought. I mean, like doesn't it get cold in South Africa? It gets like, cold, hard? but it's not that it's not that cold that it goes through my jackets and my <laughs> you know, like I went to go shower and I had like these tiny little bumps on me and it was like a, oh my a gosh, cold that rash happened to my sister yes yes it was incredibly cold I've so, never experienced anything like it it
0: is a cold rash the first time my the first time because I'm in a blended family so I have mm-hmm. my stepdad who adopted me but he had three original bio children mm-hmm. and the first time that they visited, because I used to live in New York when I was super young mm-hmm. um they actually were not prepared for the cold because they'd never lived in the cold. They lived in like California and then Florida oh yeah in Miami, so it's like really hot all mm-hmm. the time. The first time we went, my we went in the winter time because they'd never seen snow, and my sister <laughs> got a cold rash just like you did because yeah. we didn't have the right apparel. Um, there are levels. Mm-hmm. And the thing, and the New Yorker thing is like they will try they will make you try try to go without a coat for as long as they can cause they're really used to it. So, like mm-hmm. sixty degree weather, you'll still see people in shorts. And like, and and tank tops and things like that um, I just went to New York for the weekend with my boyfriend oh, back that's in right. Nice. yeah it was really nice it was his first time too and you know I told him to pack warm wear because it was 60 degrees and he hadn't been before he was born in New Jersey but he'd never like he hasn't been that far up north in a very long time mm-hmm. and so he so we packed like hoodies and things like that it was 60 degrees I was actually pretty hot by the time we were walking because we didn't Uber anywhere Ubers are so expensive we oh yeah so by the time we're walking mid-afternoon i'm already like shedding most of my layers and i'm just burying it all in the 60 degree mm-hmm. and he's still with his hoodie and we see like joggers and like short shorts and yeah. we see basketball like so it just depends if you're used to it you're mm-hmm. going to feel okay i would say where i need a coat was when it got to like 40 degrees
1: but like, <laughs> i, I don't to. i don't know what degrees like what the oh, equivalent yeah, you is do celsius, in celsius so i've never up, i've never even when i was living there i was like 32 is zero i'm like okay so if it's close to four if it's like 40 i'm like okay it's close to zero it's pretty cold <laughs>
0: yeah so 40 degrees fahrenheit for you would be about 4.4 4 degrees celsius yeah that's very cold. Yeah. That's very cold. yeah yeah so that's when you start that's when i need a coat mm-hmm. um, that's when most people will start wearing like heavy like not even like coats, like jackets, like a leather jacket. And jackets. this is in the middle it's- of the day. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I think next time if you do go, you're definitely going to need a cashmere sweater. Cashmere is so good for blocking oh, out. And you can get them inexpensive now. No, they're so <laughs> inexpensive now. I saw it because cashmere, I remember the first time I saw a cashmere sweater, it was like $200, oh, $200 expensive. US dollars. I know.
1: But that was so what I was keen. making a week.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you can, because cashmere, um, cashmere and fleece, I think fleece might be a little bit mm. less expensive. Those are really good for blocking out, you just need a sweater, and then a coat like I have, and coats can be pretty expensive. Yeah, if you get a good one in a good color that goes with literally everything like mm-hmm. a brown or a nude, those usually go with everything you're gonna be fine like i have i'm not gonna lie to you i own four coats yeah. um and they i never use them because it never gets this cold except for yeah this week in florida. No.
1: florida doesn't get that cold i think the coldest i experienced in florida was like on christmas day in 2020 i was like i remember yeah. it being cold oh, yeah, but I like remember, you can yeah. you can just wear like a normal jacket and you'll be fine like yeah, that's exactly. how winter feels to me in south africa that's our winter to you. Like it gets cold every day in Florida. It's hot still. And then you get the occasional day that's cold. Like the cold, coldness of Florida that it gets in um, winter time. That's our winter. This week, I will tell you, this week was
0: bad, okay? Oh, I went to work on Sunday, and I <clears> am a freelancer, so yeah. I, I work in different places depending on where they need me. I went to this place called Lake Nona. It's also kind of north of where you were with your host family in Kissimmee, mm-hmm. but that one would require you to get on the toll road. Um, this one was, it would have been two degrees Celsius on Sunday, Oh and we were okay. working outside. That is
1: cold. Outside. It was
0: cold and your girl was not prepared because they didn't tell me we were working outside, which was a bit of a dick move. That's on their a part.
1: misrepresentation of Florida. <laughs> yeah, it
0: is. <laughs> I showed up and I was like, and I just showed up in a regular like windbreaker jacket and some, and my working gloves. Mm-hmm. And I just went into the hotel, but there was nobody there. So I called my project manager and she's like, no, you're outside. And I'm like, what do you mean you're outside? And she's like, the, the, the show is outside. And I'm like
1: no what I mean, do you yeah. do exactly
0: i build shows for corporations okay. so yeah so they want to if they want to do like conventions like we mm-hmm. do a lot of medical conventions where they basically have all the medical professionals nationally come mm-hmm. and they buy tickets and they usually have keynote speakers and stuff like that like if you've ever seen those ted talk conventions yeah it's yeah sort of, it's sort of kind of like that so i build a lot of those and i take on different roles depending on what they do and mm-hmm. i can pay pretty well for it i oh, can't that's... lie to you that's kind of cool we, get in our bag get in our bag um wish i was in my bag listen one of these days whether it's in holland or in florida one of these days but like yeah it, it can get pretty cold here but mm-hmm. usually floridians are not prepared for it to get this cold mm-hmm. because it's usually so hot and the thing is with florida winters is that it could be like two degrees celsius in the morning and then go all the way back up to like 20 degrees celsius and- in the
1: afternoon Oof, yeah no it gets hot it gets hot in Florida and I didn't even experience the summer that much because I came just at the end of summer in 2020 mm-hmm. and it was pretty hot we were swimming every day yeah I got a tan I got a tan yeah, yeah Florida's pretty, pretty nice tan. for the most part I did see some odd things oh like what Mm, like, I remember taking the bus. I don't know why I was taking the bus in Florida. Because the public transport is not good there. It's, it's not good. But it's, I didn't have a car. So it's like, We're working on it. We're uh, working on it. I was like, I'm gonna try and take a bus to go get my haircut um, at this random place. I walk in, everybody's speaking Spanish, not a lick oh, of that's English. Most,
0: that's most of the hair salons in Florida. And I'm that's just
1: like... like, can you do this? And she's like, mm hmm, <laughs> mm hmm. I'm like, okay, you do your thing. Or we're not gonna communicate because
0: I'm. Um, <laughs> she, she,
1: she gave me a good haircut. Okay, then. I could not communicate. Yeah, she right. she did her thing. So it was pretty good. But I was taking the bus there. And it's such a weird, like, bus situation to, like, figure out. Like, there's not really a map in the bus. Like, when I was, like, taking the train in D.C., you could, like, there would always be a map on each, like, section of the train. So you can be like, okay, I need to get off here. Uh, as yeah. you're passing, you'll see, okay, this is this train station. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I got to get off. And there's just none of that or not a, not the bus that I took. I was like, okay. I, th- I was like following along on my phone. I'm like, I think I need to get off here. <laughs> but like, I would like see people being so weird in the bus well, yeah, or at the bus stations.
0: Everybody in Florida usually is um, refined to their car. I think the only place where you would see like people using a lot of public transport would be Miami. Mm. And that's just because Miami is a more pedestrian-friendly area. Um, hold on. My nose is, is stuffing. It's okay. But yeah, Miami is a more walkable area with, with Orlando, with Kissimmee in general. Kissimmee or Orlando, like, if you've ever seen, like, all the buildings in downtown Orlando, they kind of try to look a little bit more metropolitan. It's going to look yeah. a little bit similar to, like, Chicago or mm-hmm. New York, but, like, not um and so they have a little bit more walkability and they have more like they have the sunrail which goes to Kissimmee but not many people use it Mm -hmm. um and they also have like biking and you see the bus come a little bit more often yeah in Kissimmee everything is
1: a little bit more spread out and yeah that's true I had to walk to Target and things like that because I couldn't just take the car so I'd be like I'll walk and it's yeah. just not a walkable city at all. Like it's it's part, not. Part it's of not. Florida. Most
0: people own a car. And yeah. If you don't own a car and you are on the bus or you're walking, people do tend to look at you like you have two heads. Yeah.
1: No, I felt <laughs> that. I was like, Why is this girl walking in the heat? Yeah, because they it's just
0: because usually it's people who can't afford a car for whatever reason who are taking the bus or the mm-hmm. train. And usually They are doing the walk of shame (laughs) to the bus stop. Like you see it, you can see it. Yeah. So it. I am so sorry you had to have that experience. Why? Why didn't you? I'm pretty sure there were English speaking hair salons. Like I used to work for this company called Great Clips when I first started working, and Uh those usually are English only. And you can come in and speak a different language if you want, but like that's usually how it works it's mostly people who speak english i
1: was just looking i had this app on my phone that would give reviews of places and this place had like a good review and the lady had a good review and i don't know <laughs> i don't know if they <laughs> just speak spanish and i was like i'll just go and see and she gave me a haircut i, I gave mean, her no a lie. tip and i left yo no lie
0: because mo- the Dominican hair salons will give you a really really good mm. now it depends that. on who's doing it because sometimes because Dominicans tend to use a lot of heat and mm-hmm. I don't I, I personally don't like to use heat on my hair so I usually try to space out my visits but yeah when I would go like I would come out and I would not be able to stop shaking my head like I'm just like oh my goodness wow this is wonderful Like oh, you know, it- I had a hairdresser who also did not speak a lot of English, but, and, but the thing is, I had been studying Spanish at that point for two years, so yeah. I tried, so it was a little bit easier. Um, I cannot imagine you showing up. <laughs> oh no, I hope so. whoever is, uh, whoever that ambulance is. okay. Oh
1: no, that is a police officer. Oh. Yeah, obviously is very busy. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh gosh. Police, well, it's the police.
0: It's the police. Mm -hmm. Florida police are kind of like that too. You don't—they like to hide.
1: Oh yeah, ours too. Like our traffic cops, they—you will see them parked, but then you're like, "Where's the camera? Where's the?" Yes,
0: yes. Or they'll be—you could be on a hill. They'll be all the way on the top of the hill. They Mm -hmm. will. You're speeding, and all of a sudden, you just see them rolling down and then barreling down the street to get you. Oh yeah, I forget.
1: Forgot they do that in America like they come yeah. and like not chase you but they follow you until you like no yeah, we because... have cameras that take pictures of you and then you get oh, like a really? fine in the mail oh yeah oh, that's, that's how they do that's it that's
0: actually better because like getting pulled over by the police is like a whole ordeal and they usually take their time too like if you have yeah. to be somewhere and you get pulled over just expect to spend 30 minutes pulled over on the
1: curb while they're <laughs> figuring out whether or not they're going to ticket you <laughs> Yeah, no, we don't really get pulled over, and you will always know if you're going to get pulled over, because normally we have roadblocks, mm-hmm. and then as you go through the roadblock, they would be like, you, 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 stop, <laughs> and then they come and check everything, and then you can go, but that's just like for road safety, basically, to check if your car's on the road, um
0: yeah, I was about to supposed say. Supposed to you be have on the road.
1: Doing something pretty bad to get pulled over in South
0: Africa. It sounds like, because if they're just sending you bills in the mail, yeah, like, with a picture, like
1: you have, yeah, you have to, to do something up... bad to get pulled over, pulled over like that. <laughs> yeah. No, they don't. They don't do that. And I was, I remember, because um, I drove with Rachel. That was the oldest host, at daughter from Virginia to Florida when we were moving and we were like taking shifts and I wasn't supposed to be driving because I had a <laughs> international license right that I was supposed to um go to the to the DMV and get my American license never did that so I was like riding around with my international license at least they don't like um put a date on when you get it because okay. you only allow to have like you're only allowed to use it for a certain amount of time or at least in Virginia you were only allowed a certain amount of time then you have to get your like Virginia license. But like there's no way for them to know how long you've been in the States because they don't date it. So I would just be like, hi, I've been here for two weeks. I don't speak English or something if they had to like pull me over. My host mom was always like, just act like you don't understand. I was like, okay, I'll try. Oh, no,
0: they do that so often, especially in Florida. I once went into – I got <laughs> – I was driving to work, actually, mm-hmm. and there was a lot of traffic um, on that road that day. Everybody came to a sudden stop. I managed to stop, but the lady behind me bumped me just a little bit, like a little tap. Oh, my yeah, God. I know. That happened to and- me in Florida, too. <laughs> yeah. And so the thing is, she gets out of the car – And she doesn't speak any English. And at this point, I hadn't started taking Spanish classes yet. She's only Mm -hmm. spoke Spanish. I was like, and she wouldn't stop talking either. I was like, sis, we are not going to be able to have a conversation. Like, this is not... I think I I think I spoke about that at a different time. I I still remember that vividly to this day. I was so mad. I'm like, why do you keep talking to me? This is my. I literally just got my license. Mm-hmm. This is my first car. Like, I I'm stressed out. I'm waiting for my dad to come. He doesn't speak Spanish. We're gonna have to call somebody to translate. It, yeah. was, just, it was it was just gross. It was wild.
1: No, yeah. people in Florida just I don't know what's going on, but they just it's don't because- drive as well. Because like in. And- South Africa people drive crazy. Like, you have no idea how crazy it goes. But they just, I don't know, maybe just because it hasn't happened to me, that's my experience. But, like, for no reason, I was driving in Florida and I was stopped at a light and this guy just comes, boop, into me. I'm like, mm-hmm okay didn't were you on your phone what didn't you see it was a light like what's going on because that has never happened to me and it was so random I'm like yeah. and then I can't get out or call the police because I don't have a license so I just <laughs> look at him <laughs> in the rear view mirror and he's like and I'm like Did you expect the car at least? No, I was like, I'm going to leave. And at that point, I had a horrible day on the road that day. Because I had to go drop my uh, host dad off. Earlier that morning, they were fighting him and his wife. It was crazy. And then she didn't want to take him to the airport. So I had to take him to the airport with the girls in the car. And he was sleeping. I don't know how to get to the airport. I've never tried to drive to the Orlando airport. Oh, I'm so
0: sorry. I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> and, um, on my way back, there was no petrol gas in my car, in the car left. So I had to like get off the highway and put gas in the car. And then Which every- highway did you end up taking? I don't know. Don't ask me. Oh, okay. I just followed Google Maps. But anyway, I would get off the highway, try to put gas in. I wouldn't have enough money on my card because I had like $15 or something on my card. Um... And then it would be like, there's not enough money on the card. I'm like, okay. And then I would like try to leave and go to another place. And then I would, I was getting so frustrated that I would leave the, like the cap from the thing open and the girls were in the back, like crying and people are like hooting at me because um, <laughs> they're like, the thing is open. And I'm like, I don't what to do <laughs> And then I'm on this road that I didn't like, I knew I had to go – like, the toll gate system, you have this thing that scans your tag. Or what does it do? you? Right. That's so it's a pay by plate.
0: So, okay, you were I think you were saying earlier that usually you have to stop at a toll like thing and there's somebody who's supposed to take your card or yeah. the cash, right? Yeah, so here with the tolls in Florida because Florida is mostly toll roads, except for like, yeah, or, except for the free ones. The free ones usually are always congested, always have accidents. Mm-hmm. I avoid them like the plague if mm-hmm. I can, um, but. With the toll roads, they basically have a, the little plaza where you're supposed to go underneath. Yeah, they take a to finger. the side. Right. So they have a scanner and they usually put the price of each toll because each toll could range from anywhere between 50 cents to like an entire like $2.50 American dollar. Mm-hmm. And so you go under the toll plaza. It's There's a scanner in the, in the ceiling that's looking for your little tag because yeah. have tags. So depending on, and we have two different tags. We have an E pass and yeah. a Sun pass. Oh yeah, I and, saw the
1: Sun pass.
0: Yeah, so the so there are two different tags. I actually have a Uni pass, which is both of them, so I can go on any toll road and not have to worry about getting extra fees. Because if you get dinged, if they if they look for the scanner for the tag and you don't have one they usually end up charging you an extra fee. And SunPass is really bad about that. If you go on a SunPass road... It makes no sense. (laughs) It doesn't. But if you go on the SunPass road without a SunPass sticker, they're going to take your plate, charge the... They send a bill to the address associated with the Mm -hmm. license plate with a picture just like the way police would for if you're speeding and then they're gonna say you owe this two dollar fifty cents um toll as well as an extra twenty five dollars because you didn't have a tag and then
1: you have the money one where you can pay but you have to like get kind of off the into what is it called the highway um and then ours is like literally the whole road is blocked you've got brooms and these little little things that people sit in you can give them a card or cash either one is going to work there's one where you can just go and like tap your card it'll open up and then you have a tag a one that has a tag where you also put the tag like in your window and the windscreen and then like it also scans it and you go through so we have like a bunch of bunch of options and it's all on the same piece of road anyway so when I was like driving on the highway back I was like I see it's a tall road and I knew that if I go like through the thing without the pass, then I'm going to get fined or something. So I was like, let me take the, like go on the thingy where I pay money. And then I want to give him my card and she's like, cash only. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? She's like, get off the highway. That's what she's supposed to do. And she writes, like she writes up the plate. And I was like, okay, I guess I'll get off the highway. I don't know what to do. And then I tried to get gas again a few more times. And then somebody drove into me. Wow. And then I had to tell my host mom this and somebody drove into me. And she was already mad at my host dad because they were fighting. And I was like, oh, my gosh. That was so wait, horrible. was the damage a lot? The no, way- it wasn't. Okay, I was about to
0: say, because in Florida, especially – I've had that happen where somebody would rear-end me, and then they would try to leave. And I actually learned that you have to actually, in those situations, you have to wait for a highway patrol Mm -hmm. to come. And usually highway patrol takes a very long time in Florida because there are accidents everywhere. 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 Mm -hmm. So um, you usually are... Now, sometimes people do, if it's not too much damage, they just say, uh, give me your number, call your insurance, make a claim, whatever. If it's really bad, you usually do have to stay there and wait for highway patrol because if somebody leaves, it's considered a hit and run. I learned that the hard way because I let this old lady who rear-ended me leave because she was in pain. And then we we called highway patrol because they were taking just too damn long to come. And they were like, no, you need to tell her to come back because it's a hit and run if if we're there and she's not. And I'm like, oh, oh,
1: okay. So many rules. So such random things like if she's it in pain is. she needs to go to the hospital
0: well she wasn't like she wasn't in enough pain where like the paramedics de- oh, okay because we had paramedics come oh. because i was in some pain mm-hmm. and they literally inspected me and they were like i don't think you're uh, like in pain enough or like you don't seem like you need to go in the ambulance which would have been expensive yeah um, but they were like if you feel pain afterwards definitely go to the hospital so, that's kind of how it was. One okay. there was visual pain after the fact. It was just a bad day. Yeah. I was supposed to get my braces off that day.
1: Ugh. It was just bad. It happens. So, I'm guessing the guy that gave me the thumbs up probably didn't have a license or insurance. Um. Either that or... Ugh it's either that or he didn't feel
0: like reporting it to his insurance because that's the other thing for your car insurance if you report an accident they do end up having to charge you a little bit more Mm -hmm. um, because you get billed for your insurance based on one if you have a lot of tickets Mm -hmm. or two if you have a lot of accidents that usually determines how much you're going to pay as well as the area you're in if you're Mm -hmm. in an area that's more prone to accidents you get paid you have to get you have to pay more I should say Um, If you're a new driver, if you just got your driver's license, insurance is extremely expensive. So there could have been a a lot of reasons why he was willing to just be like...
1: Yeah, he was like... That's (laughs) That's <laughs> he probably also saw that your car wasn't really all that damaged yeah because I was like driving this big old Buick and he was like in a, yeah, no. I think he was in a Toyota Prius so his car oh, probably, probably had got more dent yeah. in it, and the Prius oh, the Buick had like a little scratch when I got home because like when I finally found a 7-Eleven to take my car to put gas <laughs> in the car I was like I went outside I'm like I'm gonna have to tell my host mother, so I take a picture. I'm like a guy uh, rear-ended me, um, but because I don't have like a license license, I didn't want to stop and then have to deal with the police because I didn't know what the laws are in Florida. So I was like also you didn't yeah you don't have a driver's license that would have been a, a little bit of a situation yeah i just had my international driver's license so i was like and i had the girls in the call and like izzy was still little oh, no. and she yeah, was starting children, to cry and i was like I no go if you home. have
0: children in the car it makes the accident way worse oh, okay like oh. not like to the point where somebody gets arrested but it does affect the accident in that way yeah but
1: continue <laughs> Oh, this is probably horrible for my Holland application to be like, yeah, I got it in a car accident and left. But you know, <laughs> you know what? Like the reason I only had an international license is because I didn't have my own car to drive there. Because normally, when you become an op, you go mm. and work for a family that's pretty well, or they tend to be on the rich side, like. Right. higher like upper middle class and then rich my family was not that
0: no you're gonna be yeah. a lot of different types of family in the United States
1: <laughs> yeah but like I don't know how it got past the agency that they didn't have a lot of money because you need to show them that you're able to pay for your op and have them then provide like so what was a the good situation you were supposed to be paid then so I would have I would get paid $200 a week and then they also had to pay a course but like sometimes they wouldn't be able to pay me for like a few weeks cuz they didn't have money cuz the host dad oh, I got stories about that man anyway <laughs> <laughs> like I guess he just lied and that's how they got into the program okay yeah that, it wasn't the be best concerned. situation to be right. in but I got through it um because like I remember telling my counsellor we all have counsellors so there's like a few OPs in a like in a community basically um That gets assigned a counselor and the counselor makes sure that you're fine that if you have a problem you can call them like if you need to leave they will come and collect you and they will try and find you a host family a new one or they are just there to like resolve problems and check in on you right so I think it was like in June like six months in and I started not getting paid and I was like not being paid for like four weeks sometimes. Um, and I had to start getting my, um, I had to go do my course cause that's part of your visa requirement is to right. go do a six credit course. And I was telling them like, listen, I need to do this. Otherwise I'm not fulfilling my requirements for my visa. And then I can be kicked out of the country. And also I wouldn't be able to stay another year. So I need to go do this thing. And they were like, we don't have money right now to do it. And I oh gosh. basically call my accountant. I'm like, listen, this is the situation. I haven't been paid in a few week- weeks. Now they don't have money to pay for my calls. Now they're putting me in a bad situation. And then she was like, do you feel okay to talk to them about it yourself? Or do you want me to call him? And I'm like, you can call him. And then, whoo. Like, it was a whole big deal that I went to her and told her that, like, I was having problems. But he caused it at the end of the day. And this is not the first time that happened. Like, there was, like, other situations where he wasn't, like, paying the agency their fees. Because I think, I don't know the dollar amount. But, like, it's a pretty high amount that you have to pay them. Because they book my flight back home and everything like that yeah um they pay the counselor a little bit of money um things like that so you have to pay the agency too they were just not paying the agency for a few months and when it came time for me to renew my paperwork to stay another year the agency basically told me listen they were not paying us so we're not booking your flight in the next week your visa is going to um, expire and then you need to figure out how you're going to leave but at least I did my paperwork so I was like I'm not just gonna leave because I knew that my new visa was actually coming in the mail already and then like that same day I like ran to the mailbox and I'm took out my paperwork they already sent me and I got my new visa. I was like, listen, I already have my new visa. I'm not leaving. Find me a new host family then because what do you guys mean? I just need to leave and pay for my own flight. And I was like explaining it to them. I was like, I did everything I was supposed to do. You can't, um, how do I say this? You can't keep me accountable because for the the family's mistake because I did everything that was um expected of me it's not my fault they didn't like do what was expected of them so the fact like the agency would have left me out to draw I would have had to figure it out myself and then I emailed the agency back home and I was like listen um I can't just like, I don't have the money to just buy a ticket and leave within the next few days. Like, this is not okay. I did everything that I needed to do. And then they emailed me back, let's find a solution that benefits everybody. And I'm like, excuse me? I'm the one in trouble here and you want to be benefited too? Like, you guys need to figure it out. Sorry, my phone is on 9%. So I'm just (laughs) going to... (laughs) It's okay. We'll take a little, we'll take a short I, break and be right back. Um, I can just put it on charge, but I'm moving to my bed and not have my earphones in anymore. I don't know if that changes the sound.
0: Um, a little bit. I, I don't know.
1: Okay. Well, so that's good, I guess. It'll be fine. It'll be fine i'm i think okay i'm on charge at the moment yeah so basically they would have just let me have had to deal with that by myself nobody wanted to help me but at least my my new visa came in or my visa renewal came in that same day so i emailed them i was like my new visa is here give me a new family did they
0: give you a new family eventually
1: no um Basically, I, was, I sent a message to my host mom. I was like, listen, this is the situation. Like, Because you guys didn't pay the agency fees. They want me to just leave. Um, but at least i got my visa renewal so I can go on to a new family. And they were like, oh, no, we don't want you to leave. So they magically got the money and paid them. But this happened not once but twice. Like in my second year, the same thing happened. And I had to leave really? once again. Because the dad just, like, d- doesn't pay for things he's supposed to pay for. Because, like, you know, I'm still close with the oldest host daughter, Rachel. Like, we're mm-hmm. best friends. Um, she was just telling me the other day he didn't pay for the um, the storage units in Virginia. And now right. they're probably going to use everything because it's going to be, like, around 10K to, like, pay for right. the fees that he didn't pay for and they should get
0: it from virginia to florida excuse me no they usually tack on like extra money Uh, yeah if you don't pay they put on late fees and i think with storage units if you technically abandon the storage unit they the company reserves the right to just like take your stuff yeah yeah
1: so he did that so he just does that to people I guess like he just thinks he doesn't have to pay his bills and everything will be fine but it won't be so he was just he was he was some kind of person that one he he was he just was he was just awful to be honest but like the reason I didn't leave is because I loved the girl so much and I just like loved Rachel so much I was like if you can figure out the situation I'll stay because I was just like for me in the situation I didn't mind not being close to the mother and father like if they left me alone I was fine um so for most for most of the time I was there I wasn't really close to them so I didn't like really care about them as much as I did the girls so I was like I'll stay for the girls as long as, as long as I don't have to deal with you too much. I'll be fine to stay. Yikes. Yeah. So that
0: is a very, that's, I can't even imagine. Yeah. And like, this is your first time, like leaving your home country as well. I mean, that's stressful.
1: Yeah. And I grew up with people who um, actually think about these things. Like I have really great parents. And then I'm like in the situation where people fight a lot, like they can't seem to figure out how to live life. And Mm -hmm. I'm just like stuck in that mess. And I'm like, a few times I would call my mom crying and she's like, it's okay. You can just come back and I'm like, I can't just come back because if you cut the um, program short, you have to pay like fees to the agency yourself so i'm not i'm not leaving i don't have money to pay the agency so like sometimes you can get yourself into a really bad situation being opaque because you live with the people um
0: right is this the same agency that you're trying to have send you to holland yeah
1: no but like what happens is you have an agency in your home country And then an agency I brought. So it's two agencies you work through. So the agency I was, like, they were helpful. Like, the counsellors were really helpful. Like, especially my first one. But, like, sometimes you get a counsellor that's um, not that great. Like, my second one, she wasn't really helpful in those situations. Like, where my first one was, like, do you feel okay? Should I come get you? Because he sounded really mad. Like, sometimes they don't really care that much other times they do like you just have to know when you go into the program that anything could happen and just be prepared for anything like you have to do your own due diligence that you're going to get a great family like now i know what to look out for what to ask and things like that because that back then i didn't know like what what red flags to look out for
0: that is true
1: yeah So hopefully this
0: time it will be better. Well, this time you also said in Holland you have some family there, so at least you have a pool of people that you can rely on should things like hit the wall. You know, I feel like. You went to the United States there's nobody really there for you no you're kind of just at the mercy of these people who are supposed to pay you and didn't yeah um so I think Holland will be such a better experience and it sounds like Holland is a little bit more diligent with the way they do au pairs because you said they want people who have a little bit more experience Mm -hmm. or a little bit older um
1: there's so, that's so much I tests that i have to go through like medical tests it's actually insane like i've never had to take a hiv test or a TB test and now i have to, to go to holland really yeah but oh. I, I don't want to say that the agency didn't do their due diligence because like they did go inspect the house and they did like do have a whole process to see if this family is okay i'm just saying this host dad that i had was he was amazing uh, at lying and he was like a master manipulator like i don't put that on the mother at all i don't put Mm. it on rachel or the girls it was solely him that was the problem and that made my time not as enjoyable but like i didn't care too much that he was like a little crazy because i didn't have to deal with him a lot so as long Mm -hmm. if you ever want to become a pair to anybody out there like don't go in there thinking you want to be part of these people like this this family because sometimes they don't make you part of that family like just focus on yourself and your own adventure because like if they don't make you part of the family Roll with I mean, it. it's what would you new, you good for you, but, like, it's better to, like, just do your job. View these people as your boss. That's how I got through it
0: and That's how it didn't point.
1: affect me that much. But, right, but what would you consider as part of, like, them including you in their family? So, a lot of people I saw, like, this like, this confession um, Instagram page where people would, like, confess random things about being an okay. Right. I and mean, a lot of people seem to complain about, like, them not, like, including you in family dinners, like, when they go out to eat, or, like, taking you on vacation, necessarily. Like, they can or they can't. Either way, it should be fine. Like, you should right. be like, okay, you're going away for a week. I'm going to go do my own thing for a week. Like, don't think you're going to be that close to them all the time because i think a lot of these girls think they're going to be part of these people's family and a lot of the time a lot of the time they just view you as somebody who works for them so just view them as a boss and you'll be fine that makes sense though yeah because a lot of girls were like upset like they went here without me and i wanted to be part of the family like well
0: it I sounds was- like yeah, I well, I mean, if you have a certain idea of what being an au pair is gonna look like, like yeah. for example, when I would see au pairs in television, I used to watch those Eloise movies and her mm-hmm. books. And when they Nanny was basically part of that family, actually Nanny was basically Eloise's parent because that mother was never there. Um, but we're not gonna talk about that. Or for example, <laughs> Yes. Yes. I was about to say that the show on the Disney channel where she was literally picked up off the street, I think, which was kind of weird. But um, yeah, she was basically, she was also basically that person's parent as well. I think people think that they're going to become a no pair and the parents are just going to not be present. And they're basically going to be like a surrogate parent for these kids and give them experiences all on somebody else's dime because Mm -hmm. that's what you see on television um, a lot of au pairs, I've read about a lot of au pairs who do work in conjunction with the parents. And the parents are still very much present. It's just that sometimes, you know, parents work a lot. Sometimes parents need breaks. I mean, being a parent is hard. Sometimes yeah. you just need to, like, you need to get out of Dodge for a couple hours without your kids. So you can come back and be 100%. Like, there are so many different ways. Yeah, but it can when you, Yeah, but when you see, like, only one type of au pair in your entire life and that's the thing that made you want to be an au pair. And mm-hmm. then you become that and it doesn't happen. You're kinda like, why did this happen to me? Like you start to feel like, like what? Is it my luck? Am I inadequate? Like what am what am I doing wrong? Did I get mm-hmm. the wrong family? Like I think that's kind of what might be happening there.
1: Yeah no but also like when you're filling in your paperwork they like you fill in so much paperwork but they they do ask you specific questions like what are the age groups you want to take care of would you be okay if the parents are stay-at-home moms or dads or single parents okay to work with like you can give your preferences okay like what you would like to work with but like you don't always, you don't know these people going in. So you might be having a great interview and thinking like this can be the family for you. And like you start like fantasizing about how your life is going to be with this family. Like when you get there, you actually get to know the real people you're living with. It's kind of scary how you just like, you talk to these people like a few times over Skype and then suddenly you're like, okay, I'm getting on a plane joining you in a month or whatever and then you really get to know them and like like I said like my host father that should have been my first red flag because he wasn't in the interview I never spoke to him until I saw him the day at the airport so you just talked to the mom yeah so that should have been the first red flag the fact that he was not involved with this application process because everybody else that I interviewed with the dad was always there so that should have been my first red flag but i was just like you know whatever um but like you don't really get to know these people before you get there and then you do and then it could be totally different because they might have been lying to you about what they like just to get somebody to work for them but like there's ups and downs being an op you never know what the situation is going to be you have to be like ready for anything low-key matching with the family is kind of like being on a dating app <laughs> truly it kind of is they're literally now for holland they put me on this website when i came to america they also put you on this website where people like go through the profiles and they're like hmm. Oh, like her letter, like her bio, like her pictures. And that's how they message you, like they message you through a website first. So, it is kind Mm -hmm. of like a dating app just for OPs. Yeah. Well, I
0: hope your next family is maybe not well-to-do, but at least well-to-do enough that they can pay you on time. Yeah.
1: Pay more... And the, at least the other family, they might have been uh, getting behind on payments, but they always ended up paying me what they owed me. So I can
0: all. That's good. That's good. Because, you know, hard times do happen. And, yeah. you know, I feel like the conception, at least for Europe, is if you have an au pair, you're in a class where, you know, you have the money to have one. Whereas I don't think au pairs are the same in the United States just because childcare is childcare you mm-hmm. know, if you have private childcare, care, um, it depends on the level to which you want that child care. Like I've had people I've seen parents hire like teenagers to just come and and to the house and, and and babysit basically while the parents work from home. I've seen people pay for actual like live in nannies like you. I've seen people, you know, some people use a daycare um, to drop their kids off every day until they're ready to go to school. So I feel like in the United States it's a little bit more laid back mm-hmm. where and anybody as long as you can afford it you can have one whereas like you know it seems like there's for at least for Europe there's a specific bracket at which you have to be in order cuz they I think they're vetting you a little bit harder than in yes. the United States as well mm-hmm. so i think Holland will be great i've seen pictures
1: i truly i have <laughs>
0: No, I I hope so for you too. I've seen pictures. Um, I had an old teacher who was working in Holland throughout quarantine and uh, she actually came back with like all these memories. I'm like, oh my gosh, Holland sounds like a really nice place. And she was like, yes, I was the shortest person there. Oh yeah. Everybody there
1: is very tall. Like my grandfather was, so so tall. Tall. was like six
0: feet something they're so tall they're so tall also my my old teacher was also black so she's like one of the only people of color in yeah. in amsterdam so it was it, it's so interesting to see but they but she says that the dutch people are so nice so i don't i don't think you'll have any problems. Dutch people
1: are very direct though like you can't get your feelings hurt too easily like you should, thick skin how do i sorry sometimes like i can't speak english properly it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> sometimes I can't speak English
0: properly either
1: oh uh, they're very direct and if you get your um, feelings hurt easily like they might not be the people for you because like they don't mean it in a bad way but like they just say things the way it is right like my grandfather used to be like that and people would got, and my whole family is like that like over the weekend we had like a huge family gathering and my cousin has like kind of a new like girlfriend slash Beyonce. They haven't been together for a long time. And she hasn't like been around the whole family like she was this weekend. And I was telling her like, don't get your feelings hurt when somebody says something because we don't mean it in a bad way. We're just like very direct people. No, that makes
0: sense. If you think of it, you just kind of say it. My yeah, dad I and a lot of my family that. members are like that. I mm-hmm. had an aunt who unfortunately passed away last year, but like I remember I would call her and we'd be on FaceTime and then she'd see my face and she'd be like, "Oh, you got fat." Oh, and then like like first thing I'm like, "Oh. <laughs> Did I?
1: <laughs> you can be that right, but you don't have to be rude, girl."
0: Oh, if she that's just the way she is like yeah. she's just if you don't come correct like she's gonna tell you okay mm-hmm. if you don't come if i were to come to see her in sweatpants she'd be like jenny why do you wear sweatpants you know you were supposed to wear a nice dress or a blouse and a skirt and maybe mm-hmm. some nice loafers or heels like that's just that was just who she was i didn't even pay it any mind you can't get your feelings hurt with that woman either
1: but direct communication is much better than what they normally do in um, America. Because that, I think, was like one of the biggest things, like with my family. It's just like pussy-fitting around a subject instead of being yeah. direct. Like, I have a problem with you because you did this. Can you please not do it like that, but like this, or like you know, it would. I think that prevents a lot easier. of conflict. Like- Yeah, I think that prevents a lot of
0: conflict as well. Um, I'm not going to lie. Americans tend to be a little bit more sensitive, but that's only because they are really about being polite and having good manners and Mm -hmm. trying not to offend. So I think they, and we're taught that from a very young age, we're taught to be mindful of other people's feelings. We're taught to, you know, make sure when you say something, you say it lovingly. And so therefore, I think as children, you interpret saying it lovingly as like, try to find a way to not say it as mean as possible and sometimes it's it's impossible to not be mean it's unfortunate and you know there have been times where i've beat around the bush because i'm like trying to find a way to say something in a way that doesn't sound like mean and then people get their feelings hurt anyway and yeah so i don't know
1: no, I think, like if my host mother would have just sent me a message, like Kayla, we won't be able to pay you this week. Is it fine if we catch up next week? I would have been like, yes, yeah, that's fine. I think it's like, also embarrassing. not saying so. any, anything, no communication about it. I, and then I'm just like waiting and waiting and waiting <laughs> until I get I gather up the courage because I don't like conflict. So I was always like, do I say something?
0: <laughs> I mean yes because that's your job and that's yeah. your money and you should um, and you were brought here for a job that yeah. pays money. So but also I think on their part it was also probably embarrassment. You don't want to yeah. like be able have to admit to somebody that you can't pay them for the job that you came for and unfortunately the only tactic besides we can't pay you is apparently avoid. Um yeah. I am hoping that we that the culture shifts from that and that we actually as a people learn to handle conflicts in a more direct and healthy way because conflict is a part of life Mm -hmm. and i think that people get so wrapped up in having the perfect dynamic with people that they never fight they never have these things that they will do anything to not have any conflict because i think they view conflict as if i'm always having conflict with somebody it must be a poor reflection on me Mm -hmm, or on our relationship Mm -hmm. or our friendship so it's it's a Clearly there have been a lot of things you've learned from yeah. this entire experience.
1: No. But it's it wasn't all bad. I've n i have i know I've been working a bit, but it's not it wasn't all bad. If I didn't go and end up with them, I wouldn't have the best friend I have now.
0: I wouldn't have
1: two little girls that like view me as a sister. You know, I wouldn't have met a lot of great people if I didn't take this opportunity. I wouldn't have grown as a person if I didn't go I wouldn't have seen the places I was able to see if I didn't go so there were aspects that were bad but not all of it was bad
0: well I'm glad to hear you say that
1: well, see, if if I wasn't there this wouldn't be happening right now
0: that is so true and I'm so thankful that we met because you know what I wouldn't have learned all the things I learned about South Africa and South African culture if not for you so it's everything is supposed everything may not happen for the exact reason that you want to but you do if you look hard enough you do find things you find good things about every experience so there's always going to be a
1: silver lining to any situation exactly exactly you wouldn't know about fit cook if it wasn't for me
0: this is so true. And I also want to know about those buns that I'm now going to have to make because they look delicious. That, that, <laughs>
1: that is what a fit cook is. The buns. Oh, you too.
0: I forgot what it was called. It's a called fat a fit, cake, cook? A fit oh, okay. cook. A fat cake, basically. Oh, okay. A fat A fat cook. A fit cook. Okay, fit
1: cook. Cool. Oh, you said it perfectly. Uh, like I was Thank trying you. to like, say things to people sometimes and they would just not be able to say. Like my name, the way you actually say my name is Koyla. And for some reason, where the A is, they put an O in America. It would be Koyla. And I'm like, what are you, what is not coming across here? Why are you putting an O where the A is?
0: So, I think, yeah, also, if you write your name down, I usually, it's usually pronounced like Kayla. Yeah. So, except you add just a little bit of an, of a, I don't even know what
1: <laughs> I don't right. even know how to
0: describe it so I it makes sense
1: I say I'm Kayla because that's just easier but I'm Koila.
0: I mean it some people are just not able to pronounce things like yeah. uh, as others well, in, um, in
1: America I think because I don't know because I always would say like a lot of especially like white people in America they're not around a lot of different accents so, They're if not. you grow up with not l- hearing things be said differently, then when they are said differently, you, you can't even register the word. Because I would go out and eat, and if I would be like, can I have water? They would be like, what are you saying? And I'm like, can I have a glass of water? And they are like, oh, got you, got you, got you. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Love the
0: accent. Love the accent.
1: Um, yeah. Or, like, yeah. I would say eggplant, and they would be like, you mean eggplant?
0: no yeah that that sounds correct um, and you guys okay. say
1: herb we say yes. herb that caused so many fights between me and Rachel because I'm like this herb and she's like no herb I'm like why why are we forgetting about that h of
0: there well honestly in French as well you don't pronounce the h in words so I usually say herb as well
1: okay well there's an
0: h <laughs> the H is usually silent, like for example, it would be hotel for hotel, and in Spanish too. Okay, if well, you see a word with an H in it, speaking
1: English
0: that's true, that's true, but yeah, no, I mean, it depends on where you grew up. Like, for example, Orlando yeah. is a pretty diverse community, you are more likely to meet a lot of people that came from a lot of different places because mm-hmm. it's a very immigrant community, a very large immigrant community here, Miami, New York, Los yeah. Angeles. Um, San Francisco but like if you go like further like I don't know about Virginia because I think Virginia is also starting to have a bigger immigrant community as well but like if I going, think it like, really
1: depends on where you live in um, Virginia because yeah. if you are maybe living in like Arlington like the outskirts of Washington DC that makes a right Or sense but where I was living was like very white there, there wasn't was a, a lot, lot of diversity lot of diversity in the area I was right. living in like I remember going to one of my friend's house. Um, she was also an pair from Croatia, um, but I walked into the house and she introduced me to, the, to her, host parents. And the husband goes, do you speak African? And I was like, African? Uh, African is a continent with many languages. There's not just yes, one yes. language for the whole continent. And he say it was for like, the the they're
0: back. serious about it. Yeah, no, say it louder for the people in the back.
1: Yeah, it's our whole continent, guys. Yikes. Yeah, All and just in my country, we speak 11, there's 11 official languages, but there are more that's being spoken, but we have 11 official languages in the country. So the fact that people think that there's only one language for the whole continent is crazy and my host dad also asked me one time like we were going on a hike and there's all these mountains in virginia and he's like do you guys have mountains in south africa i'm like we are known for one mountain in what in particular table mountain Mm -hmm. and i was like how do you not know we are known for a mountain that's not taught in school But I feel like everybody who's heard about Cape Town would know. Not everybody's even heard about Cape Town.
0: I mean, not even everybody's heard about Cape Town. Like, honestly, I can honestly say during my schooling years, I took world history Mm -hmm. and then I took human geography. I didn't take world geography. So you could show me a map and I would not be able to point to you where a lot of places are. Um I also didn't learn about a lot of countries until I until I started getting into like cultural awareness and it became something interesting to me and I actually yeah. I actually had to like seek out like go on Google and look at these places and see pictures and read about the history. So unfortunately no no um I do believe that somebody probably did not learn about Cape Town in school unless they had a friend, a family member or they just happened to I go guess, themselves. I guess. Yes. I was
1: just taken aback that he asked me if we had mountains and I was like
0: do we have mountains
1: we have a world famous mountain
0: are you kidding me america most americans don't even know a lot of things about mexico or canada and we bordered those countries like
1: legitimately so i believe it uh i don't want to say all like i don't want to be like all americans are ignorant because i'm sure people in my country are also ignorant about things that are going like on another country, like you tend of to focus on what's in front of you, so I can't blame people for caring about their country because that's their country, and only mm-hmm. caring about it. No, it is everywhere. Yeah, no, it truly is. Like I don't know, I don't know it's anymore. everywhere. But it's a little bit more jarring when you go out of the country and people just don't know much about your country. But it's because you grew up with it and you're like, but it's so normal to me. Why okay.
0: I feel like if I were to go to Europe and talk about, I don't know, Wyoming, people would be like, What what is Wyoming? What is this
1: Wyoming is the state with more cows than people, right?
0: Girl, I don't even know. Um I I feel
1: like that's the fact that I've heard somewhere. I think it's Wyoming. It's I I mean
0: I I will look that up after we're done and I will let you know. I will, we'll, we'll figure this out. All I know
1: about Wyoming is Kanye <laughs> lives in Wyoming Kanye. and it's one of the big reasons don't, they don't,
0: had a divorce. No. <laughs> let's not, let's not bring up Kanye. <laughs> On that note, thank you so, so much for being here. You're welcome. All right. No problem. All right. Uh, I'm, well, I'm going to stop recording now okay this has been an Episode of Culture Shock by Eritagio. Eritagio is a not-for-profit organization dedicated to spreading cultural awareness one story at a time. Today we got to hear some of Kayla's story as we learn what can happen if you decide to become an au pair. And if you think you'd have a story that you'd like to share, we'd love to hear from you. Simply head on over to Instagram, find our profile at H-E-R-I-T-A-G-I-O, and send us a DM. Again, that's at sign h e r i t a g i o we'd love to meet you and we would love to hear your story until next time folks ciao for now.